You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter 1, begin reading in verse number 26. The Bible says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give him unto the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she shall also conceive a son in her old age. And this is the six months with her who was called barren. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, in church and being here tonight I'll get into the message here in a minute I did want to say glad to see Michael and Alexis we love it when you come to visit and uh, Brian if you don't mind keeping an eye on those two we'd appreciate that Uh, and you got your work cut out for you and then Mark Bybee we're glad to have you back of course we got a lot of college students but I think Mark and Virginia I think are the two that we haven't gotten to see since August so we're so glad that you're back and uh uh, Brother Dan, did you tell Mark about that speech he was going to give tonight in church? You told him about Oh, good, good. Well, we won't do that tonight, but I uh, appreciate Mark being back and hope you have a good Christmas break. And then Natalie, I saw you slip in. We're glad to have you, and uh, I hope you always make our uh, uh, family members, families of church members, feel welcome when they come to visit. And I uh, thank God for that. Luke chapter 1 in your Bibles, we saw this morning uh, this idea of God speaking in the Christmas story. And if you missed the message this morning, I am not going to re-preach it tonight, okay? And all God's people said, amen. You already heard it once. But I will say that God speaking in the Christmas story, we're not talking about all the other stuff that doesn't really matter. The, The whole Bible is the Word of God. But there are some specific times in the Christmas story where the angel appeared and the angel spoke to Zacharias. That's what we saw this morning. Tonight we're going to see where the angel spoke to Mary. Uh, We'll see next Sunday where the angel spoke to Joseph. And we'll see where the angel spoke to the shepherds. And I'm glad tonight that God is still in the business of speaking to us. And if you haven't heard from God in a long time, I got news for you. It's not God's fault because he's speaking. It's our fault because we're not listening. God has a word. I love the question that was asked in the book of Jeremiah. The question was asked, is there any word from the Lord? 
And the answer came back. The answer was, there is. And I'm glad tonight, there is a word from the Lord. We have the word of God. And so tonight, Brother Daniel read for us these verses in Luke chapter 1 where God was speaking to Mary. Notice verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. God sent an angel to speak to Mary. Verse number 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, verse number 30. And the angel said unto her, verse number 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, verse 38. And the angel departed from her. I'm glad that God had a message for Mary. But I'll say this, I'm glad that Mary was listening to the message that God had. And tonight I want to challenge us on the message that God has for us tonight here at Victory Baptist Church. This is not pie in the sky. This is not wishful thinking. This is not just a pastor trying to get you pumped up and ready for another week. This is God's word that he has for us today. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect and truly furnished unto all good work. Father, I pray you'd speak to us. Help us not to miss these truths tonight. I pray that you'd give us a blessing, uh, give us a challenge, give us some pointers, give us some helps that we can apply and we can put into practice this week that we might be more and more like you, that we might be conformed to the image of your son. I pray that this Christmas would not be a time that we would backslide or that we would stray from you, but I pray this Christmas would be a time that we would draw closer and closer to you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Number one, I want you to notice in verse number 28, when the angel appeared to Mary with a message from God, here is what God had to say. Verse number 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Number one, I see the message that the angel gave to Mary is that she had the presence of God. Now, now think about this. We take for granted the presence of God today because we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit 24-7. If you're saved, the Holy Spirit has been with you all day today. And all day, every day, since the moment you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's not the way it worked in the Old Testament. That's not the way it worked during the, 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 the Gospels. It was not until the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit of God came down with power on those disciples in the upper room. And so here, this was more of a novel idea. This was more of a, a foreign thought to think that God could be with us. I like what Brother Daniel mentioned on Wednesday night. He talked about that name Emmanuel and Jesus coming. And that name Emmanuel means that God is now with us. And I'm glad for the presence of God. We find this phrase throughout scripture, the Lord is with thee. It's found in the book of Joshua. It is found uh, concerning Gideon in Judges chapter 6 where God gave a message and he said, I am with thee. Or the angel said, the Lord is with thee. And then we find the phrase, I am with thee. It's found in the book of Isaiah. 
It's found in the book of Jeremiah uh, five times. It's found in the book of Acts. It's found in the book of Genesis where God says to his people, I am with thee. I want to tell you, there's a lot of things that you can't do by yourself. There's a lot of places you don't want to go by yourself. But friend, there is nothing you can't do with the Lord when you have the Lord with you. There is nothing that you can't do and nowhere you cannot go when you have God walking with you. And the angel said, hail. That word hail, it means uh, to be a, a greeting of blessing. It means to be a, a greeting of, uh, of good things. And, and the angel says, thou art highly favored and the Lord is with thee. Aren't you glad for the promise that we have in Hebrews chapter 13 where the Bible says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Aren't you glad for the promise in the book of Psalms where it says in Psalm 23, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. I see the message from God to Mary is a message that the presence of God is real. And I'm glad for the presence of God. But secondly, I see in this passage, not only the presence of God, but I see our position with God. The angel reminds Mary of her position. He says, hail, which is a word of gladness. It's a word of rejoicing. It literally means to wish someone well. And when the angel appeared to Mary, the angel said, I want you to be well. I want you to be happy. I want you to have a good cheer. And the angel said to Mary, hail, thou that art highly favored. Verse number 28 the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Let's talk about a few of these words as we see our position with God. First of all, I see the word favor. It actually says highly favored. And you know what Mary's position was with God? God said, you are highly favored. You are blessed. And you're not just blessed, you are greatly blessed. Uh, tonight, before you go to bed, and I know going home tonight after the, the service or after the uh, Christmas cookie fellowship, I know you're probably going to get your hair messed up. That's been bothering me all day. Just thinking about getting in and out of the building without messing up my hair. I know it's going to be difficult. But when you look at yourself in the mirror tonight before you go to bed, I want you to tell yourself this. doesn't matter what the world says about you. doesn't matter what Satan tries to tell you. It doesn't matter what the critics say. What matters is that God has blessed you. And God has blessed me and God has been good to us. And if you're saved tonight, I want to tell you, you are so blessed. And if you're not saved tonight, you're missing out. Because you could be, be so blessed because of all that God has done for us. Our position with God is that we have been blessed. Highly favored. Blessed art thou among women. Praise God for our position with God. God gives us his blessing. God pours out his blessings upon us. You say, Pastor, how can I get more of the blessing of God? Well, I'll tell you this. God loves you. God cares about you. But then God has given us his word. And the Bible tells us that there is a blessing that comes from obedience to the word of God. Don't ever let anybody tell you, you get saved and you live however you want to live. That's not the way God planned it. Now, are you still saved? I believe so. 
I believe you're still a child of God, but I'm telling you, I don't want to be a child of God that's away from God. I want to be a child of God that experiences the blessing of God, and you and I can be blessed by obeying and following the word of God. Look with me, if you would, in verse number 29. This is just a side thought quickly. But after Mary heard these things, it says when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now, again, we're not going to throw Mary under the bus, okay? We're not going to criticize Mary. This had to be shocking news for her. But the Bible says that she, she had trouble processing it. She had, she had trouble in her mind figuring out what it all meant. And can I tell you, don't let your mind control you. Don't let your thoughts control you. You and I, we need to get in control of our thoughts. And we need to get in control of what we think about. And we need to make sure that we don't uh, become discouraged and we don't become depressed and upset when in reality we have been so blessed by God. Be careful for your thoughts. Be careful. Uh, The Bible says uh, bringing into captivity every imagination. You've got to get control of what you think about. You can't dwell on the negative. You can't dwell on the past. You can't do those things. You've got to focus on the blessings of God. Number one, I see the presence of God. Number two, our position with God. But thirdly, I like this. The message from God is about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. Would you notice in verse number uh, 32? It says in verse 32, uh, excuse me, verse 31, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Don't you love reading that word? Don't you love hearing that name? I hope you never get tired of hearing the name of Jesus. It ought to be the sweetest name you know. It ought to be music to your ears to hear the lovely name of Jesus. But then verse 32 The angel says this, he, that is Jesus, he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. This this, this passage, this message from God is all about uplifting Jesus Christ and making him preeminent. The Bible says in Colossians 1.18 that in all things he, Jesus, might have the preeminence. Can I tell you this Christmas season, you know what the message is from God for us? The message is this. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about how good he is. Let's talk about how good he is. Let's talk about how wonderful he is. Let's talk about how powerful he is. Let's make Jesus great. That's what it says. He shall be great. You say, how can we make Jesus great? Well, we can't make him great, but we sure can pass on the good news. We sure can let people know how good he's been in our lives. The Bible says he shall be called the son of the highest. That's an interesting name that is given to God. It is the name most high. It is the fact that God is supreme. It is the fact that God is highest in rank. He is highest in place. He is highest in position. He is higher than anybody, anything, and it's not even close. He is the most high God. We find that expression in chapter 1, verse number 32. We find it in verse 34 again, and then again in verse 76. And then when the angels appeared to the shepherds in Luke 2, 14, what did they say? They said, glory to God in the highest. He is the most 
high God. I see not only the message from God in the Christmas story of the presence of God, the position we have with God, the preeminence of Christ, but fourthly, I see the message of the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you look with me at verse number 35? I am going to preach one of these days. I'm going to preach about the Holy Spirit in the Christmas story. That's not what I'm preaching tonight. I'm just going to mention it and go on. But I'm telling you, I've been amazed as I've been studying the Christmas story in Matthew and in Luke, how many times the Holy Spirit is mentioned. Uh, By the way, uh, the Holy Spirit is a missing part of our lives. The Holy Spirit is what's missing in most churches. Now, he's here. The problem is we just don't acknowledge him. Oh, he's here. The problem is we just don't yield to him. Oh, he's here. The problem is we just don't really talk to him. And I want to tell you, we need the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. We can't make it through this week without the power of the Holy Spirit. But we see the power of the Holy Spirit in this passage, and it says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And it says the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. Now that, that word overshadow is an interesting word. We don't use that a lot. But the word overshadow, it means to be covered by something. It means to be completely enveloped in something or to be influenced by something. The word overshadow is used on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus was there and the glory of God appeared and it talks about uh, how that they were overshadowed by the glory and the power of God. That word is also used in Acts, 5, excuse me, Acts 15 verse 5. The Bible says this, that the disciples were healing people. Interesting, God gave those disciples the power of healing in the book of Acts. But the Bible says that the people were so amazed with the power of God in the lives of those disciples that people started bringing sick folks and they would bring them on beds. Uh, The Bible says even couches. Now, it's not the word couch that we use today. They weren't bringing the lazy boy recliners out there. But they were bringing them on their cots and they were bringing them on their, uh, their stretchers and they were putting them in the path. And here's why. Because they, they knew that if Peter was walking by, that his shadow, and the Bible says this in Acts 15, 5, his shadow would overshadow them and they would be healed. Now hang on, folks. I know there's power in the Holy Spirit overshadowing us. But can I tell you what Roanoke Rapids needs and Halifax County and Northampton County and our folks in Virginia, Greensville County, and every, every other county represented or folks that are watching or listening. You know what this world needs? Oh yeah, the world needs the Holy Spirit of God. But the world needs some Christians that are so filled with the Holy Spirit that our lives can impact and our lives can help and our lives can influence those that we come in contact with every day. I'm not talking about people lining up and putting people out on the street so your shadow will heal them. I'm not talking about that. But you know, people ought to be better after you've been around. People ought to be encouraged. People ought to be uh, happy. People ought to have some good news. People ought to have some hope after they've spent some time with you and me this week. How come? Because we know the Lord. 
Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Because God has given us the mission of, of serving Him and the mission of seeing people saved and the mission of helping others. And may God help us this week to be used by the Holy Spirit of God. I wrote down just a couple thoughts quickly. I won't preach on this. I'll just mention it and move on. But you know the people that have the Holy Spirit of God upon them? God uses holy people. Hence the name Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit's not going to fill a, 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 a dirty vessel. The Holy Spirit is not going to use a Christian who is filled with sin and whose, who, whose life is, is a life of sin and selfishness. That's not the person the Holy Spirit can use. He can use a person who is holy and consecrated to Him. The Holy Spirit is looking for humble people. Can I tell you, many of us, I think if we're not careful, we act like we don't even need the Holy Spirit. We act like we can do it. We've been there. We've done that. We've been in church so long. We've taught Sunday school classes. We've sung specials. Uh, uh, we, we, we've... we've put on the show for so long that we think we don't need the Holy Spirit. And if you think you don't need the Holy Spirit, that is called pride. And the Holy Spirit is not going to fill a proud vessel. The Holy Spirit is looking for humble vessels. The Holy Spirit uses honest vessels. You know, I'm afraid sometimes in our lives that we've, we've gotten to where we believe our own lies sometimes. You may be here tonight and you've got me fooled and you've got your family fooled and you've got your coworkers fooled, but you know that your life, you are living a lie. And can I tell you, friend, the answer is to get honest with God. You don't have to confess it to me. You don't have to confess it to a priest. You have to confess it to the one who already knows. And the Bible says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Holy Spirit uses people that are holy. The Holy, Holy Spirit uses people that are honest, people that are humble. But then I'll say this. The Holy Spirit uses people that are hungry. I hope we get back to having a hunger and a thirst for the things of God. Many times we're not hungry for the things of God because we're already filled with the world. We're so full of our own schedules and our own pleasures and our own ideas and our own plans that we don't even have room for the Holy Ghost. But may God help us to get a people that would be hungry for the Holy Spirit of God to move and for the Holy Spirit of God to work and for God to do great and mighty things in our midst through His power and not through ours. Lastly, I'll say this, the message of the Christmas story that as God spoke to Mary is a message that all things are possible with God. Notice verse 37, I love this. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Now, the verse before, it talks about Elizabeth, who conceived in her old age, and that was amazing. And the verse is talking about Mary, who was going to be, uh, be with child of the Holy Ghost as a virgin, and that is a miracle. And then God gives us the message in verse 37, just so we would all know, and just so it would be very clear to us that with God, all things are possible. Now, that means... With God, all things are possible. It says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. So that means without God, we're in trouble. <laughs> that means if God's not in the equation, actually it is impossible. If God's not there, if God's not at work, you're probably not going to see it happen. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. I think about so often, 
I think about some miracles that we have seen here at Victory Baptist Church and the school. I think about the radio station. And we could go on and on and on about the different ministries. Uh, I, I use the school often. That, that's a miracle. And I hope we never get over the fact that God would give us that property and that God would give us the teachers that we have and that God would give us the students that we have and God would give us the facilities over there at the school and give us the finances. That's only God. Only God could do that. Nobody can take the credit. Nobody could stand up and say, well, actually, I'm the one that put that together. God's the only one that gets the glory for that. I think about the radio station. I've told you a story about that before. Uh, Brother uh, Nathan and Brother Dan and I, we met with George Campbell when he wanted to give us the radio station, and, and I was thankful for the gesture. I thought, I don't think we can keep that thing going. I don't think we've got the manpower. I don't think we have the wherewithal. I'm thankful Brother Dan and Brother Nathan both, both encouraged me and said, I think we can do it. I think we can figure it out. And, and to God be the glory. Those are miracles. I, I never prayed for a radio station. I never orchestrated that. As a matter of fact, it was something that God dropped in our lap. It was impossible. But you know, sometimes I think if we're not careful, we'll forget the miracle of Victory Baptist Church. We're, we're, we're coming up this next June. We're coming up on the 35th anniversary it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited about it. We're going to work it on a video. We're going to put together. We're going to have a little brochure. We're going to put together. We'll have a special uh, meal for everybody on that day. It's going to be an incredible time. But friend, I want to tell you, this church is a miracle church. Uh, th this church is a miracle uh, from uh, the, the country church, uh, Pearson Hill Road, uh, to the avenue, uh, to here, and all that God has done, and the lives that have been impacted, and the souls that have been saved, and all that God has done. Let's never forget that without the Lord, none of this would be possible. But with Him, it is possible. And let's not get too comfortable to where we stop seeking more impossible things now you say pastor I'm, I'm i'm not sure i'm ready for anymore well that's fine if in your business if you're ready to shut her down and you're ready to coast and if in your personal life and all those things but i'm not talking about a business and i'm not talking about a personal life i'm talking about spiritual things I'm talking about things that God can do. And may God give us a vision that if God can do the impossible, let's start asking for more impossible. Let's pray for the impossible things. You have not because you ask not. I'll tell you, I would have felt like 10 years ago when Brother Fields called me and I was in California and he said, uh, we'd like to talk to you about maybe the possibility of uh, 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 of whether or not you could come or your family and that was all very preliminary and of course the 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 chairman uh, brother fields was the chairman but the pulpit committee and all those folks they were uh, involved with all that but when i got off that phone i i would have thought that's impossible from santa clara california to roanoke rapids north carolina and all that god would have to do but can i tell you he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that i ask or think and all that we ask or think, he can do the impossible. Matthew 17, the Bible says, if you have faith, nothing shall be impossible unto you. With men, Luke 9, uh, Matthew 19, with men this is impossible, but not with God. Hallelujah. God can do the impossible. I want you to notice Mary's response in verse 38. After the angel gives her the message from God. Verse 38, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. 
and the angel departed from her. Here's what Mary said in our vocabulary. Lord, do whatever you want. My life is yours. Uh, You have your way. You do whatever you want. I surrender all. I'll do whatever you want. I'll go wherever you want. I don't have to even have all the details. I'll follow you. And wouldn't that be great if that would be our response tonight? To say, Lord, you can have all of me. I belong to you. Here am I. Send me. And you know, really, that's our theme for the year, isn't it? Just to follow Jesus. Wherever he leads, I'll go. No matter how hard it is, no matter who goes with, no matter how long it is, no matter how difficult it is, no matter if I can figure it out or not, I will follow him. And that's what Mary said. Mary said, Lord, my life belongs to you. Here am I. Take me and use me. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.